Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You know, Andrea, I was just like, I, I don't have time to dawdle today. We just have to, we just have to jump in. That's we just gotta the- get through it. We just, we got stuff to do. Also, like, I've been just like, get shit done mode. Oh, it's go time. You know why it's go time, Andrea? Um, because we're launching a brand new podcast podcast network. network. <laughs> <laughs> we sure are launching a brand new podcast network. A one star network is what it will be called. A one yep. star. Yep, yep. And this is your official teaser. All the info will make itself known and start appearing at some time <laughs> next week. But um, you got you guys are first here, right here, right on side work podcast. This is that's your, also uh that's how we're gonna say side work podcast from now on. <laughs> oh, got it. All right, got it. But this is your hot scoop, and everyone, thanks for listening to Side. Work podcast. You guys I'm are your host. host. You guys are the real fans. Uh, sorry. I mean, yeah. Go ahead, please. Uh, yeah, Andrea. Let me have my station identification moment. I'm your host. <laughs> I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. I'm your other host, Andrea Wallace. Hey guys, here we are. Uh wow. It's you know we're just moving and shaking. That's just how how we're doing it. Uh, one little thing before we like get into like I know we got to keep moving. I got to strap Brian into a sleep apnea test last night before we went to oh. bed. Mm-hmm. Okay, I helped so- the gentleman to get into his test gear. <laughs> That's it's it's a little bit like Bane from Batman. You know, oh the Dark yeah, it's a little bit like Bane. That's my Bane. <laughs> but it is a little. It's like it's like chest strap with like mm-hmm. a little. You know, it's a, it's a little like like sadomasochism, like goody goody. There's a little uh, doodaddy. You push buttons on and you breathe into a tube and it records uh, your sleep patterns through the night. Then you mail it back in and they'll tell him whether or not he has been not breathing at night, um, which is leading to him feeling like he's zero slept at all with eight dead hours of sleep uh, on top of that huge headaches. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, check, check. Yes. And then like snores like a bitch. Check. Like... All of these things happen. Not to mention, it's really bad on your heart ultimately. So, oh yeah, yeah. So he's got to find the workaround, or he's got to be on a machine that. Oh, we got to get that. Those new CPAPs, the new the technology of CPAPs is really far out there, Brooke. Well, uh, speaking of dropping some stuff in the mail, Ooh. we have we have some winners to announce. 
<laughs> from our from basically our review contest that we concocted out of thin air out and of thin air and a few of you <laughs> participated um so i think what we should do is i'm going to be all over the place here okay i'm going to first announce second place okay okay and second place is the larger poster and uh this is this is the review hey great stories from the service industry i gave sidework a listen when i heard they were doing a retail episode during the holidays and i was immediately hooked i've not worked as a server but have been doing retail and fast food i mean the fast food really counts um for long enough to know the similarities and the exact kind of customers talked about both good and bad it's not full of inside jokes that are hard to get, so jumping on at any episode is quite easy. See, oh, oh. we are all about that. Of course, the early episodes are great, too, and that is from JPD2, whoever the fuck you are. Identify yourself, and we're going to send you a poster. Claim your poster, JPD2. Okay, and Amazing. should we go? Are we good? Do you want to do first or third? Uh, place? Yeah, now we're gonna jump to first because this Let's is our contest. Absolutely, first prize it goes to uh, Jumbulia. Is that correct? Jumbulia. Jumbulia. Yes. Um, and the review is as follows: Best podcast to improve the world. The paradigm shift that can happen just from listening to these wonderful and smart women. The restaurant industry can improve the world one episode at a time. Godspeed and good tips, good health and good fight for what it for what is deserved and never give up. That's I mean, yes. that is a call, call I mean, to action. It's yeah. pure poetry. It wasn't funny. We asked for funny, um, but I felt very moved. You know, I did, poignant. Yeah, this exactly. is great. Thank you, like for like getting what we're doing, which is changing the fucking conversation. Exactly. You know, to exactly. include all of us. So, so first get prize, get at us. You're getting a t-shirt, Jambulia. T-shirts. Um, okay, and then now this is a little bit of a twist. Uh, third place the recipient of third place and the <gasps> fart in a jar oh god you mean a booby prize and a third place that is what oh i love this so Ex much exactly <laughs> i can't just mail someone a fart in a jar no. um granted that you're going to get it but i also want you to have some merch um listen she called it you know we've had podcast guests before tell us that's what you do it's called claiming it claiming your life you know put something out <laughs> in the universe she was very specific and here's her review she said only rating for fart in a jar <laughs> and then she goes on to write this podcast says everything comedy drama poop splattered in places where they where the only thing you can do is strap on calf birthing gloves and brace yourself I was jogging this morning trying to shed a few of the COVID-19 pounds. I feel that. And I laughed out loud when Brooke mentioned the fourth place in their review contest gets a fart in a jar. I chuckled so heartily that I startled the elderly couple I passed while on their leisurely Sunday morning stroll through the park. <laughs> to that elderly couple, I'm sorry I scared you. I promised I've received the vaccine and my droplets are harmless. <laughs> to everyone else reading, listen to this podcast. It will make your day, nay, your year brighter. Oh my god, I love it. And I love how like the Stefan, like this podcast has everything, you know, everything. at the top. So good. Um, yeah, you know, we don't we we don't really know whose fart it's gonna be as of yet. I Can't suppose Esther, as, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't we'll just we'll just have to see what, what happens with um, that. You will you you will get a certificate of authenticity, though, that comes with it, you know, much like when you get um, a coin or a plate, a collector's plate off, you know, the TV ads. Um, so you will get an official 
a certificate of side, somebody from Sidework farted in this jar and sent it to you. So Maddie MB13, you hit us up and tell us uh, who you actually are yeah, and where yeah. we can find you. Yeah. And uh, right here, it looks like we do have an honorable mention. <laughs> we do but, have an honorable uh, mention. From Molly. Uh, she says, just love it. Uh, at the top of the shits. I love this pod. My only thing is, can you guys chill with the sound effects? They're so corny and do you both such a disservice. Um, so yes, Molly, we know you're on our Patreon. <laughs> Molly Prosser, we're calling you out. We hear it and the, the honorable mention, the sort of uh, little giveaway we've got for you is this. <laughs> guys are amazing thanks as always for supporting our patreon um and honestly the rating reviewing subscribing it's it's magic it works it we're placing on the food podcast charts yep. we are up there in the comedy and the comedy interview charts and it's because you guys go do your due diligence and uh, do that little thing that takes like two seconds and it really helps us so we appreciate it yes thank you so much you guys all right Bopping into some headlines. Okay, I'm here. Um, geez, Louise, the weather in Texas. Have you heard about this thing, Brooke? Jeez. Jesus Christ. I, you know, it, we recorded last week, midweek, before it even started to get more dire, before Ted Cruz tried to run away to Cancun and blame it on his children, um, like, the, <laughs> like the little bitch he is. Uh, you know, and so just just to hear that, like, it went for days longer of not having working sanitary water. Um, yeah, not no, everyone's no electricity. electricity. Yeah. yeah, in bursting in, pipes, boiling the cold water. Weather, yeah, yep, cold weather is no joke. You know, just hearing like, like the you know he, the thing like the grim side of it is people dying of hypothermia just needlessly. Um, and we are Absolutely. so sorry. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible disaster. Um, you know, and the more we read into it, obviously, guess who's stepping up is local restaurants are stepping up to help feed people with no power, with no running water, with no means of like getting to the grocery store because the grocery stores are empty. AOC's down there with O'Rourke, like mm-hmm. stocking food pantries together. But we thought that we would showcase one really good um story from the good news movement on Instagram. This is Texas couple hosts delivery driver for five days in their home after her car got stuck in their yard during a storm. So for five nights, Chelsea Timmons stayed with Nina Richardson and Doug Coden in their Austin home. Timmons was on her last food delivery when she skidded on the ice into a customer's bed of flowers in their driveway. And then instead of like trying to get her out, they invited her to wait inside till triple a came and then they could they told her that she could stay there for for as long as she needed after AAA was like we can't get yeah we to can't you. we're we're busy pulling every car in Texas out of a snowbank right now yeah, yeah and then they were like please stay and enjoy this steak dinner for Valentine's right? Day that you just delivered to us. So they made it an event for three. Um, just an amazing couple, an amazing delivery driver. She says, like, you know, I went from being a guest, you know, with strangers welcoming me into their home to now we feel like family, which is like amazing. The most wonderful, beautiful story. So that's heartwarming and lovely. Yes. I love yes. it. 
So always a good thing to like hear how people are stepping up for each other over and over and over again with a layer on top of a layer on top of another layer, you know, yep. you know, it's, it's all of us who do what we can, you know, and you can signal boost, you can spread the word, you know, when we can't physically go there ourselves, it's like, Hey, I'm sending money from Los Angeles, you know, to, oh, yeah organizations that can get the resources out to the people who need it most so absolutely that being said you guys if you have a few dollars to spare please send them over to texas they could really use the help right now all right awesome. guys it's, let's get moving for some server submitted stories, stories. i have to say that people have started writing in the subject line as here's my server submitted S T O O O O O and they're like the O's are capitalized, lowercase, capitalized, oh, lowercase. Oh stories. God. It's I very love cute. it all. May I may I jump in? I love Please, this. Please, Brooke. Ugh. Take start us off. Jesus, take the wheel. Okay. Um, this is in response to last week's episode about all you can eat and uh, buffets with Ken Reed. So here we go. I knew someone would come out of the woodwork. My first, my first serving job was at an all-you-can-eat country-style buffet that my best friend's family owned. I was 15 and brand new to the service industry, so I didn't know what to expect from a restaurant job yet. I think you were spot on in saying that they keep their costs low by having their waitresses do the most. In this case, literally everything. <laughs> we made all the cold desserts. Oh, my God. Banana oh my pudding, cherry cheesecake, and soft-serve ice cream. <laughs> what? We set up and broke down the salad bar. We were the greeters, hostesses, cashiers, servers, busters, and cleaning ladies, including the bathrooms. Oh, God. We had one cook and one dishwasher, but we had to spray off and load the dishes ourselves, and he essentially just ran them through the machine and pushed oh the button. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is like... And it's like a, an event planner catering company. This is so much work. Okay. We were also responsible for keeping the buffet area itself clean, sanitary-ish, and making sure the food was constantly replenished. I cannot tell you how many times people left change on the table for me. After keeping their drinks refilled and clearing their plates 10 times as much as you would have to in a typical restaurant, I would come back to a pile of change and it felt like the biggest slap in the face every time. The nastiest memory I have from those days was a very large man who was visibly dripping with sweat, sweat using his fist to grab a handful of steaming hot macaroni and cheese from the center of the tray. Oh, my God. That guy went to the macaroni zone. You guys will get that joke later. You All right. will. <laughs> he was in the macaroni zone big time. He claimed there was no utensil in the dish, and he didn't like the edges. Okay. Oh, my God. You know what I don't like, sir? Your fucking dirty paw. Oh, Touch. Oh, okay. So we told him we now had to discard the entire dish, so he asked that instead we load it into to-go containers for him. He left with a month's supply of free macaroni. That's a life hack right there. <laughs> Just stick this your fuck, fist in This the fuck the buffet line. <laughs> Get free food for weeks. Yeah. That is how you conquer the all-you-can-eat buffet. If you're taking whole chafing dishes home, you did it right, baby. Oh, my God. All right. So when I went to college and worked in a normal restaurant, I was in complete shock that my only side work was rolling silverware and wiping down the drink station. After leaving that job, I vowed to never work at an all-you-can-eat style restaurant again. And though I never did, bartending in a resort was almost as bad. Oh, yeah. I worked at a poolside tiki bar, and to attract guests to buy their drinks at the bar, 
all guests were given a handful of free drink coupons at check-in. I cannot begin to explain how many people said they didn't bring money to tip because it was free. The convenience of wearing a bathing suit and saying they left their wallet in their room also aided them in making themselves feel justified in leaving no tip. The absolute worst culprits of this were the Honey Boo Boo family from that heinous <laughs> TLC show. They were given... I can't believe they were here. Okay. This story's so good! It's, it's got everything. They were given an endless supply of free drink tickets, and for an entire week, I made at least 20 virgin daiquiris a day for their clan of children, plus at least 12, wink, wink, were famous, so give us stronger drinks. Margaritas for the adults. Ugh. The entire time, they didn't leave me a single dollar of gratuity. Oh, my God. Mama, you on blast. I've been a stay-at-home mom the past six years, so reliving my service industry days through your podcast has brought me so much joy slash horror. Thank you, Emily. Oh, my God, Emily. This is a masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> uh, just, I, I can't. I mean, this is, yeah, this is so much trauma that she's, like, put her, been put through. With well, the worst and, and there, kind of customers. There, there's a part two. She had another memory. I'll save it for another uh, upcoming episode. We oh, can't, good. We can't. We got to spread around the goods, you know. It's true. Absolutely. I mean, this is she totally hit the nail on the head with what we were getting across with the buffets. On like, this is so hard, and people don't give a fuck. Like no. they do. They're like, here's my pocket change with lint. Here's a fucking subway token. Like he, these are the things that happen. Um, the Honey Boo Boo family, uh, zero surprises. And I, I, I think, I know what, yeah, I have nothing. Yeah. It's like, duh, file that under no duh. Um, I think we've said before that someone leaving change is more insulting than nothing because yep. it signals that they know they're supposed to tip yeah. and don't give a damn that they just left you 43 cents. Yeah. Or they're like, it's an afterthought and they're like, well, that's it. I mean, and that's when we hear all the stories of like, you know, change being tossed back at customers in parking lots oh, yeah. or someone saying things like you probably need this more than I do. You know, uh -huh. that's the kind of shit there. Um, but yeah, I, here's a tip for uh, your resort goers when you're able to get back out there. If you just have spent time at the resort, like the cruise family over there in Cancun, uh, <laughs> you can put money in your bathing suit, you know, especially all inclusive. Yes. Uh, what I like to do is just take a crisp 20 and just slide it across the bar and be like, now nah, I'm going to go get wet. But this is for my whole day, you know, which these, these are the kind of shit go. we talk about all the time, you know, or it's, just have it's... a watered up wet ball of cash. <laughs> It's better than no cash. I will accept better. wet cash. I will not take coins. Um, and I think the thing too is is like who's not taking like a little like a little tote bag with their because like you brought your phone. You can figure out yeah. where to put some fucking. We all money. know you Nobody have your goes, fucking phone and your sunscreen and your, your sunglasses and your hat. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So you it's on purpose and it no, does. You have a calf tan. <laughs> It takes an extra step, and I've gotten better at this, of, like, before I'm about to check out from a hotel, I'm always making sure to hit an ATM and going to the concierge and asking for, you know, some fives or tens or whatever I felt's appropriate to leave behind for room service. Ugh. Anyways. Next story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Thank you for writing Emily, in, Emily. Thank you. Next story. Hello, uh, heard your episodes on bathrooms and had to send a story in. I love that we're still getting bathroom stories. Oh, it's not going to end. Many moons ago, I worked at the student pub in a university city. It was one of those places that when you walk through the door, 
your face was smacked with the stink of bathroom spill, beer, and rotten carpet. Yes, it was someone's oh. bright idea to put carpet in a student pub. The bathrooms were located in the basement. The stairs leading to the basement were quite steep and dimly lit. And yes, one night a drunk ass rugby player fell down those stairs. Honestly oh. thought the dude was dead. <laughs> Fortunately, he ended up being okay. Jesus. Anyways, anyways, back to the bathrooms. These bathrooms always ended up flooded with toilet paper, paper towel, vomit, and yes, even used lady products Love all it. over the floor. Great job, ladies. So naturally, I tried to avoid them as much as possible. Luckily for the staff, there was an upstairs washroom, which was designated as a staff washroom. So normally we got to use this bathroom unless it was in need of repair. Well, the night this story took place, it was. It was just a night like this. <laughs> Across the street was a coffee shop where the staff often ran to grab mid-shift coffee. This particular night, I took the liberty of running across the street twice to get coffee and to use the washroom there because there was no way I was using the ones downstairs. God. Of course, the coffee shop closed early at around 6 p.m., so that meant I'd have to wait until I'd get home to use no. the bathroom to avoid using the one no. downstairs. I was pretty determined to make it until 3 a.m. without using the washroom. Girl. But by 2.30, I couldn't hold it anymore. Oh, good God. So I ran downstairs. The first stall was, of course, a overflowing hot mess. As I rounded the corner to the second stall, I slipped on the wet floor and landed flat on my ass. Now, covered in pee and God knows what else, I just start laughing. Like, which led to me peeing my own pants. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. Like, you're already half, you're already wet. You're already halfway there. The pee is already like, yeah, this is, it's enticing you. Okay. I walked back up those stairs absolutely howling as it was better than crying. <laughs> After explaining why I was soaking wet, my fellow manager handed me a pair of shorts and a t-shirt he had in his bag. We had a few shots and then continued to close up shop. <laughs> Thankfully, all the customers had left by this time, and only myself and my fellow co-workers knew what happened to me. Oh. Those, those washrooms will haunt me forever. <laughs> Thanks to the podcast, it always gives me a good chuckle. I've been working in the industry for at least two decades, and in every position possible, from prep cook to owner, there's always something to relate to. Hopefully, this pandemic will end soon, and we can all go back to enjoying food and drink together again. Godspeed and good tips, Sarah. Oh man, Oof. these Oof. are some fine stories today. These are good ones. Um, all I can say is, once the bladder lets go, you just got to go with it, and yeah. you're like, "I'll deal There's with no consequences. I'll yeah. deal with consequences later." Zero. Once it starts, <gasps> you, just, you can't can't do it. It's hard on your body, but luckily, someone had that extra clothing for you. <laughs> I mean, th th it's. Oh God, my worst. I mean, I can barely handle going into a porta potty, and these sounded like indoor porta potties. This oh, we, we've all been in these. They're all. I mean, it's an old building. It's in the basement. Nobody gives a shit. They're treated no. like. I mean, we've all we we had a we had we had a bathroom episode. Like that's why yeah. she wrote in. Like you know. Oh, well, you guys, if you have any server submitted stories to send our way, please send them over to sideworkpod at gmail.com. Well, 
Andrea, I'm excited because today we have a slightly different uh, back end of our show where it's sort of like the opportunity to speak with this person dictated what our show was going to be about. Absolutely. I'm super excited uh, as well. Like we had the chance to talk to one of the Donut Friend employees here in Los Angeles. Um, We've talked about Donut Friend and what they're doing in terms of trying to unionize as uh, employees and the trouble that they've been having because of that. And they are not the only small business in the country right now that is trying the same thing. Um, But Cass Vogel is her name. Uh, She's a baker at yep. Donut Friend, and she told us, sat down with us and told us her story, and we're going to present the interview to you right now. Enjoy. She's a really charming and exciting um, young woman who everyone should feel inspired by. So we can't wait for you to hear this. Well, you guys, we have this really great um, special interview. I know we have been discussing on the podcast back and forth Um the action that is happening at Los Angeles local donut shop, Donut Friend. If you guys don't know this, it is a vegan donut shop. Um, there's a couple locations. There was recently a bit of a, I don't even know if I would use the word uprise, but basically like the employees tr- are trying to unionize um, and and everything just got sidetracked. And the owner, in my opinion, got crazy defensive and fired a bunch of employees. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have straight from the source, we have um, one of the bakers, one of the back of house workers who was just rehired because of a grassroots organization that that all the people are taking uh, part of to help rehire these workers. Cass Vogel is here with us. Hi, guys. Super excited to be here. Hi, Cass. Thank you so much for being here, first of all, and taking the time. Um, I imagine that this process is like rewarding yet overwhelming on the say at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. It's like um I'm always like in between feeling like so I mean I'm tired all the time, but it's also yeah. like it can be super energizing too. Like when we have like a really exciting meeting with with all of us workers or you know if we're talking to like new like DSA people who want to help us out and all that kind of stuff, like it can just be really exciting to find out like how many people are actually on our side. So it's so great. Um, first and foremost, um, I know you're a baker at Donut Friend, but can you talk to us a little bit about that and like your history in the service industry in general? Yeah. Um, so I've, I mean, I've worked a lot of service jobs. I think, uh, I spent a couple of years hostessing at some restaurants. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I learned lessons quickly doing that. Oh my God. I mean, I'll I'll never be the same. Certainly. Um, (laughs) yeah. Hostess a lot in Baltimore, which is where I'm from. Nice. Um, and then in Boston, which is where I went to school, I had a couple of like coffee jobs. So like that kind of service. Oh yeah, represent. Yeah. She's got she's got like the trifecta. I do. Yeah. I I will say like I've never rose to the ranks of like server. Um I couldn't I couldn't hope to to get there, but um <laughs> but yeah, I have pretty much everything else under my belt. Um and then I moved to Los Angeles like 4 years ago after I graduated from college and got a job at Donut Friend working behind the counter at first. And then they trained me in the back of house and I've been a baker there for, I've been working there for like three and a half years, I think. Oh, wow. And most of that yeah, that's, has been in the back. 
that's full on dedication. And, you know, Andrea and I have visited the Highland Park location on many a nights. There's a chance we have, uh, you know, crossed paths with you as we like took a dozen donuts over to block party (laughs) across the street. And made everyone think that we were heroes of some sort. Totally. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. And then we're also thinking that you guys are heroes working at Donut Friend. But I would imagine you being there for three and a half years, you've seen the business completely take off on a level where, um, and I'll let you let you get to your story in a second, but like for the demands you're asking for to like rightly evolve absolutely. A- a- for you. Um yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy to have been there for so, for so long and have seen so many, uh, it's interesting because in a way nothing's changed. And in some ways, like I've seen a lot of changes, I guess, like try and, and take hold. Um, like I've seen a lot of management come and go, I suppose is, is one thing. And I've like been through a lot of different like upheavals of like, you know, overhauling staff. I mean, you guys obviously know about the turnover rate in service. So Sometimes you just like get a period of time where so many people leave for whatever reason that you're like, damn, like, are we going to survive this? Like with a whole team of new people. And, and we always do. Um, I'm saying goes for like new management. Like sometimes, you know, we get a new, a new manager, like a new way of doing things. And we're all just kind of like, wow, like, is this it? Like, is this what's going to send all of us over the edge? (laughs) preach preach to that especially when a a new manager walks into a group of all of the original employees and you're like not so fast buddy yes yeah and that turn really takes a toll on you because like every new manager that comes in thinks that they know exactly Mm -hmm. like how things are supposed to run Mm -hmm. so will you tell us what inspired the movement to unionize at donut friend yeah um i think it's really been the pandemic and it's like the the conditions that have been made apparent like this is all stuff that's existed certainly but it's just come to come to light during covid i think i mean that's like uh kind of a tale as old as time at this point i think a lot of people are saying that it's you know in the headlines and across the country um small businesses and and big businesses too are are seeing that people are like taking this as an opportunity to say like Hey, like things are fucked up, you know? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Especially I think that, and we talk about how COVID has like shown a light on the cracks that were already there, Yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah we're seeing that everywhere. I mean, obviously in like the government at large too. So it's, it's interesting to see like my little corner of the world, like kind of mirror what's happening in the bigger picture. Yeah. Um, well, it's you get in this place where everything prior to a pandemic that you're like, this isn't great. It's maybe inconvenient. This doesn't seem legit. But then when suddenly lives and health are on the line, you're like, no more. You yeah. know, it's time. It's time to say something, yeah. especially if you want employees when you are fully up and running again. You yeah, know? that's so true. I think that's exactly it is that the stakes are higher. And then I think also it's like for me, at least. And I think for the group of us at Donut Friend who are trying to make things better, it's been inspiring to see other businesses like really try with varying levels of success. But because um, I think there's a certain, you know, you're sort of like, well, why, why me? Why us? Like, does this really matter enough? Like, maybe I'm being dramatic. Like, this is just a service job. But it's like, we all know, like, 
right. that that's like flawed thinking. And then this job is like, it's huge. And, and service workers are, are real workers and, you know, it's a legitimate, it's a legitimate career. Um, and we deserve like solid working conditions. So, so I've definitely been inspired by watching other, other businesses like fight that fight, specifically Augie's coffee in, Oh yeah. yeah. They've been, is that San Francisco or where are I they? I think it's Redlands. Oh, okay. So kind of like the, about an hour Eastish yeah. here of Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they've been super inspiring to us and, and actually we've like worked directly with them. They've done a lot of advising to us over the months that we've been, that we've been doing this. But, uh, anyway, to your question of like how this all started, like, um, it really started, it, it picked up, I would say over the summer when we had our first like confirmed COVID case among staff. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was just like a total, we had no plan in place. Like we were all just like running around like chickens, like with our heads cut off. Like, what do we do? Right. And that's wild because at that point, it had been around for six months exactly. and you were open the whole time yes. and systems should be in exactly. place and protocol should be put in yeah. place. Oh yeah. boy. Okay. So there was just absolutely no plan. And in fact, like management didn't even notify us. The only reason that we found out about this case was because the employee who tested, um, thankfully sent out a message on our like staff, you know, app that we use and was like, Hey guys, just so you know, like I've got symptoms, I'm off the schedule. I'm getting tested. I'll let you know if I test positive or not chaos ensues because we're all like oh my god like somebody might have covid like we all might have covid and like this person had worked across our two locations and so everyone's like oh my god like people are like calling out and management is like whoa 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 but like they don't have a plan either and so we're just like that's when things were were crazy and also to me when I was like okay it doesn't really seem like management like has our best interest at heart here they're trying to save their asses they they want business to keep going at whatever cost you know yeah yeah and and you know to a further point I've being in the Highland Park location it is not a big space no, <laughs> no it's so little yeah, it's really really tiny and the kitchen too I mean you can imagine it's really it's close quarters back there um, well and this is like this is the thing we've seen over and over again where you know the fact that your owner um of the of the two locations like didn't want to halt any production or mm -hmm. lose out on a dime mm -hmm. um during this pandemic and the, the cost that was at stake was human, yeah, you know? And that is just like, that is, it deserves yeah. on every level to be questioned and called out. It's yeah. disgusting. How yeah. many other places lost months, you know, if not more of, of, you know, income because of how much it mattered to keep their employees safe, you know? Or at least, like, we need two weeks to figure this out and then we're going to be back with our, you know, what's we've talked about restaurants who are like, we're now a pantry and takeout only. Right. And he's like, business as usual. Mm -hmm. The only thing he's probably doing is making customers stand far right. apart. Right. And even then it sounded like you guys had issues with customers not being enforced. Yeah, totally. I mean, you, you guys know that like customers, they'll do whatever the hell they want. Whatever they yeah. want, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. It's, it's their pandemic. <laughs> we're just living in it. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly um yeah I mean god so so yeah there were just no uh nothing in place to protect us and we weren't even 
um, making, like, we weren't even like, yeah, close the shop for two weeks. Like what we asked, um, and this was, uh, I will say it was like, we didn't make a formal ask, but I remember speaking to management, like, like coming in and being like, yeah, like we're all freaked out and people being like, well, what would be like, what do you want from us basically? And I was like, look, like, I understand, like, there's no precedent for this. Like we're all trying our best, but what it sounds like would make everybody comfortable bare minimum is that if somebody tests positive in the future, we close the shops for, I'm, I'm saying like 24 hours, 48 hours, maybe like nothing insane. Like we close for a day, maybe two, which most importantly, that gives everybody the opportunity to go get tested. Because obviously, if if we're trying to negotiate testing times around like scheduled work, like that just gets insane. So let's make sure that everyone has a period of time to get tested, first yeah. and foremost. Second of all, it gives us a chance to sanitize the stores or whatever, which right. is just like, it makes everybody feel better. It's the right thing to do. And I don't really feel like it's a huge ask. Like, admittedly, I don't know anything about economics or running a small business, but I just can't imagine that this is like a crazy thing to do or ask. And so a couple of us said this to different people, like on the chain of command, and they all were kind of like, mm-hmm, okay, like we'll think about this. And I was like, yeah, we're never, we're never hearing about this. And in fact, I even passed along um, the name of a, of a testing site that does like, that would come basically to your job and like prioritize. Yeah. yeah. Like I was like, here's resources for you. Like I'm doing all the legwork and, and they were like, yeah, we'll pass this on to the owner. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Like that's not going anywhere. Wow. And you know, it's always interesting to me, like how you, people at the top, like I'm sure they were doing everything they could to keep their asses covered mm-hmm. health wise, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which is, such a um hierarchy and it's you know it's a it's a donut shop cast system <laughs> um of just yeah where it's just absolutely unconscionable too when it's like hey man like you guys have regulars you're considered part of the neighborhood part of the family you being there for three and a half years like that just gets so wild to me especially with a small business owner and especially someone who came from a punk rock vegan someone who seems like That's they would care about social justice that's what makes me so fucking nuts about it is you're presenting yourself as such. Yeah. Right. And then you've turned into like a cap- no, money, like money capitalist talks, capitalism, money talks, baby. baby. Not yeah. to mention the owner goes ahead and opens up a third location yeah. while his employees are suffering. Yeah. After he's, he's fired you and then re- receives PPE loans, then fires you. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, those facts really speak for themselves. You know what I mean? Like he opened it's a bad yeah, he opened another another location in the middle of this (laughs) pandemic when like the two locations that he had were like under so much stress. So I mean, I have nothing well to say on that. But but think of yeah, I mean, and I'll say it too, is just like you can hire a whole new group of wide-eyed, inexperienced, fresh to the fucking slaughterhouse who aren't going to stand up for themselves right out of the gates, you know? So yeah, that's what that's all about. I'm not going to say the word scab though. I'm not going to say it. (laughs) No, Um, it's not fair. People need jobs. I know. I know. I'm don't. That's just the lingo. When you talk unions and strikes and things, should Um, we, should we call the third location donut scab? Oh my God. (laughs) 
I love that. Uh, oh <laughs> man. Did you want a band-aid on that today? Or can I um Oh my lord. So was it September that you guys presented like your list of demands? Was that when yes, it happened? Yeah. In September we we presented a list of of demands and that was uh it was not well received at all. Um the owner right like the owner was like i feel shit yeah. now yeah. you guys yeah he was like this wow he was like i feel like you guys are angry and i was like to be honest with you we are <laughs> um i i like i remember saying that point blank i was like i'm sorry like you know we're not doing this to like hurt your feelings of course like we literally just want to like get a conversation going and we want to make a change and these are the things that we're laying out and he hated that we used the word demand which is like very standard lingo when you're like organizing um, right. Well, so instead of like sitting with it and absorbing, yeah. he did the classic deflect yeah. and reflect. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, actually, you fuckers are the yeah. problem. I mean, right? we, we've heard a lot over the last few months of like him throwing around the word ungrateful to us. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's gaslighting yeah, totally. at its finest. Yeah. Yeah. First of all. And also, like, can someone be an adult? Because y'all are clearly in your, like, I can tell that from the math of you graduating and now being here that you're like 24 or 25, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I'm 25. And the fact that he's a grown up mm-hmm. and being a business owner isn't about your feelings, bro. Yeah. yeah. But there's no HR in place for you guys because it's independent. Mm-hmm. And, right. You know, HR doesn't With care about feelings. Three, but now there's three locations. So there absolutely should be HR mm-hmm. in place. Yeah. Like, um, so, so the union is the option. Right. So you gave the demands, they weren't well received, employee like evaluations happened? Yeah, we I mean the main ask of or and the main point of this letter was like we wanted to get a staff meeting and we asked for it on Zoom obviously because it wouldn't have been safe to have it in person. It goes without saying in my opinion, but um yeah. yeah, so and and he came back like probably 2 weeks later and was like okay, we're going to have a staff meeting and it's going to be in person. And we all were like, wow, that's not what we asked for like at all. Um, and, uh, and then also he was like, and we're going to do in-person uh, employee evaluations, like one-on-one, which is like a very standard, like kind of union busting tactic to. Right. To They'll get you alone exactly, in a room. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very standard. Find out. Find out what you know, shake you down, exactly. see if you can be bought off. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we all were like, okay, I mean, that's how this is going to go. Uh, let's do it. Um, and uh, it's also worth noting that um, probably a month after we delivered that letter, two employees at the downtown location were let go. Um, and they were both very vocal about covid practices and just conditions at work in general and um i don't at all think that that was a coincidence like he didn't really give reason for why he fired them he just like he invoked the california at will employment type of deal and we all were like wow like that it got serious then you know what i mean like people lost their jobs and we were like shit (laughs) That's horrible. What makes me even more sad is while all this is happening, like everything just smells like delicious donuts everywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Like you've tainted the smell of delicious donuts for me forever. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we do have all these like really colorful like paintings in in the locations, and it's like now become so sinister. I think. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, yeah. So so those meetings when you know, I mean, they were like not really of any use, and in fact, like when we had our Highland Park meeting, um, one of our uh, one of my coworkers who has now been fired, um, was like towards the end of the meeting, he was like, Hey, like, I just want to ask, like, we asked for this meeting to be via zoom, like for safety reasons, because like, it's not safe to, for all of us to be indoors in this small space right now. Just wondering like, why didn't you do that? And, and the owner was like, well, based on like what happened in September, which is you know, he's referring to the letter there. Um, I didn't feel comfortable doing that. And I don't really think you want me to go there. And the the air got sucked out of the room so fast. Like we all were like, oh my God. And like abruptly the meeting was just like, okay, that's it. Like the meeting's over. So it was like, that's the other thing that I really want to hammer home here is that one of, one of the responses on the donut friends side of things has been like, communication is good. And one of the things that we do is we hold these town hall style meetings and he's referring to this staff meeting that he that he called which certainly wouldn't have been called without our letter um even though it wasn't obviously you know held in the way that we wanted it to be held but when he's like touting these like open meetings where you can say whatever you want he then immediately like uses our collective action against us and like don't test me right and and that's supposed to be like the pinnacle of like open door policy, like amazing communication oasis that we, (laughs) you know what I mean? So that's the reality. Yeah. Sounds, sounds about as fun as getting into a fight with your toxic boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, right. Um, Cass, when were you fired? Well, so I was never fired, Okay. Okay. what happened was that we had more COVID cases at downtown in, November I think it was December probably we had a couple of cases that forced Donut Friend to close um just the downtown location right and and that was mostly because like too many people had come in contact with the person that tested positive and they have a really small staff down there anyway so they closed for like two three weeks I think and they were posting on the Instagram that they were closed for repairs oh Okay. Yeah. And uh that sent a lot of us over the edge. Yep. There's your moment. <laughs> There's yeah. So um it is it's okay to yeah. say that you're closed because someone has COVID. exactly on New Year's Eve. I was like, I'm gonna get pizza from Masa, it's gonna be great. And I called and they were like, Our apologies to our community, but like one of our staff members has COVID, and because of it, and because of the safety of everybody. We have decided to close until further notice. Thank you so much for like being a part mm-hmm. of us as we much as we are yeah. of you. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. The end. Like everybody understands and gets yeah. it. We've kept a running well, list of yeah. like small businesses locally that have like posted and been super transparent when somebody tests positive and about the like the protocols that they like, you know, take to yeah. to oh, keep yeah. things safe. So it 
it is, like you said, the transparency and the trust it engenders um, in your community and customers. The fact that you're going to get more of a response where they're wishing you well and can't wait for your doors to reopen. But we as customers also deserve Mm -hmm. that transparency. Like, obviously, I care most about you, the workers, but I know damn well I'd be really skeeved out if I was waiting, you know, indoors in the queue and, you know, because I know you always have like a line around the block Mm -hmm. and then probably let a few people in at once. But like there are plenty of us who have been scared to death to even do little things like pick up. And and it's my right to know, you know, if there's an active outbreak going on in your store so you know he knows what he's yeah, doing totally. yeah totally you yeah know. it is so sneaky and shitty to be like not only am i putting my own my employees at risk but i'm putting the public at mm-hmm. risk and and oh man he's in over his head yeah. just because he can't do the right thing come down off of this is a thing that's very... whatever donut shaped horse he lives on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it, it really sucks because it, it really comes down to personality and character, you know, flaws, uh, which it's very hard for people to admit they could have done something better and to pledge to do better. That's all people want is to say we can do things better and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But that's the end of the world for some people yeah. to admit any wrongdoing and it's really a shame that like ego and toxic traits will put a bunch of people in harm just to never have to say that wasn't a great idea yep. on my end. Yep. Yeah. So so basically like our sort of like tactic was we were like, okay, well, this lie is being spread on Instagram. What can we do? What kind of action can we take? And we were like, well, let's like reach out to some former employees. Let's reach out to friends, have people start commenting on these Instagram posts and be like, that's not what I heard. Like I heard you guys of a COVID case, like what's going on, you know? And, um, so that was like our sort of plan. So I was one of the people who like, I had a, I, we, first of all, somebody wrote up like a little, like official sort of standard thing of being like, look, here's what's really happening at Donut Friend. And here's the ask. And we were going to forward that to like some people at the DSA and some other friends and things. So I copy paste this and I send it to, um, a group of former employees, uh, many of which you can imagine are disgruntled. There's no shortage of like disgruntled donut friend employees who have been so supportive of us. Um, so anyway, so I send this message and everyone's like super on board. People start commenting. Uh, the donut friend Instagram is just like going crazy with people being. Oh yeah. I mean, it crossed our paths real fast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but anyway, somebody, somebody in this group message is like, Hey, I'm going to send, I'm going to forward this information to somebody at, I think the account was like the New York Boulevard or something. They're like an anti-gentrification account for Highland Park. And I was like, yeah, sounds good. Whatever. Like they're going to, they basically like, we can get the message out further. And I was like, that's fine. But the person's screenshots and my little picture is like included in this. And then my picture is like, on the the grid of this anti-gentrification account like so basically I'm like doxxed by accident like (laughs) and um and so that's how I end up getting suspended like a couple of days later like I get pulled into the office by the owner and my manager and they're like look we know that you spearheaded this attack on social media against us and um and they were like you know this is a fireable offense and why didn't you just talk to us? Like we're oh, here boy. for you, um, and all of this stuff. And I was, just, were they like, do you here have a donut? Were they like, 
sorry i can't stop no i mean (laughs) oh god it is like it's if you don't laugh you'll cry you know what i mean yeah (laughs) absolutely absolutely um so i think they really the way the conversation went and it was it was pretty harrowing um being in there for like an hour just getting like berated for for this attack that i launched um and and they basically i think they really wanted me to quit and i was not gonna do that and i thought that they were gonna fire me and they i don't think wanted to do that (laughs) um Mm -hmm. like i'm sure they Mm -hmm. wanted to but you know what i mean it's it was dicey for sure right so they they were like look we'll suspend you for two weeks um and and then like i don't really know we didn't have like a solid game plan for like what was going to happen after the two week suspension i think we were sort of like maybe we'll reevaluate or something and i was like um i agreed to that mostly so i could just get out of the room it was like a deeply stressful situation if i'm being honest with you guys oh my god i i trauma for sure um so, so yeah, I ended up being off the schedule for like three weeks and I, uh, I ended up following up with my manager after the two weeks was over. And I was like, look, like I don't, um, have anything else to say about like why I was suspended. Like, I think we went over it all. I never, I never apologized because I don't feel like I have anything to apologize for. Um, and so I was like, yeah. And also in this span of two weeks the union stuff all blows up on instagram and yeah. and also like a couple of days after i was suspended my coworker flynn is legitimately fired on like mm-hmm. on the grounds of being slow which was like never really <laughs> it was like a minor issue like he had been talked to about it like months earlier in his employee evaluation and then never again and he was actually like, right like you know management was like you're getting better like they were like you're like you're an asset to the team blah 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 and then just days after my suspension and all this social media stuff he's just fired out of the blue mm-hmm. um and that's well they they chose they, they chose something that you could go back and point to that was yeah, on paper yeah, somewhere yeah, totally. you know so Right. So that's, that is like obvious to a lot of us, but, uh, it's also hard to prove. Um, if I may, I just want to read a few of your guys' demands that you have posted. And this is the donut friend United, Mm -hmm. uh, page on Instagram under communication, um, consistent communication about changes in the workplace with readily, readily accessible logs from these messages, prompt responses from management to employers replace our current scheduling app with one that allows easier tracking of shifts time off breaks and messaging a full employee contact list contact list accessible to all workers at all shops this is normal stuff yeah <laughs> under scheduling consistent hours with no involuntary oh clopening so working all day basically right yep schedules released two weeks in advance Equitable distribution of hours, guaranteed 30 plus hours for full-time employees. Yeah. Guaranteed return to work for those taking time off due to COVID. This is normal shit. Yeah. Like this is safety. Uh, clear. Yeah. I, limit the number of customers allowed into the downtown store. Plexiglass barriers. Duh. Like all of this uh, pay for pay, pay raise and hazard pay during the pandemic. Clear paths to promotion. Detailed job descriptions and responsibilities. I mean, going this through is called, all of this. This is, is called an employee handbook. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? 
and we do have one and it's only it's only invoked when it serves management you know what i mean right um and it's never i mean like it just never comes into play yeah if unless it's like you guys expense if you guys listening want to, please go to Instagram to Donut Friend United. The whole story is there for you to read, um, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit deeper of what uh, we've been talking about with Cass today. But Cass, can you tell us like how today if we want to get involved to mm-hmm. help your meet your demands? How do we do that? Definitely. Uh, please follow us on Instagram and on Twitter. Our Twitter account's actually hilarious. Um, shout out to my my uh, comrade Flynn who runs that account and is great on there. Um Nice. Anyway, uh, yeah, our accounts um, have a lot of information about our various asks. We have different actions happening every week. And the consistent ask that we have is that you um, call or email the shop and ask to get Flynn rehired because he really deserves his job back. Um, and, And yeah, different asks come up as we sort of like navigate the still developing situation there. Um, but, but mostly we're just trying to get Flynn his job back and also get better COVID protocols. And I have to ask, like it, you're probably tired all the time because it's hard to work with someone who's openly, you know, angry with all of you Yeah, and where it could just like, what a passive aggressive situation that could just be fixed Instead of work being this nightmarish vibe when it's just about keeping everyone safe in an unprecedented pandemic. It's not your fault, bro. You didn't start the pandemic. Right. No one's pinning that yeah. on you. Yeah. yeah. You Quit know? being so defensive. I know. Dude. Yeah. Cool it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it I, pro- yeah. It, is it, I, I can imagine it's like like nothing like making donuts and just feeling nothing but hostility. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, <laughs> no. Like this, like the glaze is like the representation of the hate coating my body right now. You know, I, I, uh, yeah. Um, I just want to say that like, it's really inspiring that you all are of like a certain age, you know, being like in your early twenties, knowing, you know, that, that at the very least you needed to take steps and that you could look to other people who have unionized, ask them, to you know give them and share like their protocol because we're seeing it pop up all around the country like Mm -hmm. we're in touch with the nashville union there's some unionizing happening in colorado in the denver area Yeah, we Um, look to las vegas who's mm -hmm. completely unionized across every spect of service um because of the casinos there like it's it's very impressive if you haven't looked up other unions Yeah. yeah right and and the thing is you know we're we're hoping and saying that on the other end end of this pandemic and with all the wrongs that have been done against service industry folks that unionizing just across the board in America will become you know, our way of life going forward and you guys will be heralded as trailblazer (laughs) heroes. And it's not going to, it's not going to feel good right now. What you're doing is amazing and it's brave. Um, and it's just, it's really sad that you probably feel alone sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Cause yeah, it's definitely, there are times when I am just like at my wits end and kind of want to run from it all, but I totally like, what keeps me going is these other success stories and even the people who haven't been successful. It's like everybody in the service industry should be unionized. Like we so desperately need unions in this, in this industry. And it's crazy that we don't have more of them. Completely. Um, are you guys familiar with one fair wage? Have you been looking up and they're there? They are a movement 
um, specifically for better workplace environments and better wages in general. And, and they, what I'm sure love to hear your story. Um, if you guys haven't looked them up, but I mean, everybody at the same time, us normalizing this is what needs to happen. Shining a light on all of this. It's been happening for far too long. So again, thank you so much. Last question. Are you guys getting your gratuity like you should? Like when people are coming in and I'm giving you, when people are just like, here's extra gratuity because of like COVID, are you guys getting the, are you guys getting it like you're supposed to? Um, I mean, as far as I know, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, front, front of house, I think it's the majority of those tips as they, as they should. Um, but yeah, it all gets, gets tacked on to, to paychecks at the end. Okay, I'm just checking. Just one more thing that I just want to like scream I mean, about. Or don't, I know that know? really would be the cherry on top, wouldn't it? <laughs> it really was. It really was. It really and he was. steals tips. <laughs> this guy. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. I mean, if if you know, if things get better and you guys get your union, and I, I certainly see it going that way. I certainly hope we would love to have you back on to talk more about it in the future. Yeah, I I would love to uh, to keep you guys posted on the situation. It's been super fun coming and talking awesome. to you. Awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you that we missed that you'd like to add on at all? I I don't think so. Just uh, everybody check out our socials for sure. Awesome. Um, and if you if you see a new account pop up on Twitter that's an ally, um, I'm gonna name it Muffin Buddy. <laughs> and so <laughs> you guys you'll you'll know it's me. Okay. You'll know it's me. And I'm gonna have a lot to say about my buddy Donut. We friend. will keep our eyes peeled for that. Thank you, Muffin Buddy. <laughs> you oh my it. god. Cass Vogel, thank you so much. Oh, we'll talk to you cool. soon. Thanks for taking Thanks time. Thanks for having me. That was a great interview, Brooke. I am so happy again that we got to sit down with Cass. You guys, I really hope that you learned a lot about what's happening at Donut Friend. Um, We talk a lot about unions and how important they are to small businesses and big businesses on this show. And we hope you learned some stuff. Yeah. And also, is, is she technically a Zoomer? Uh, I don't know. I think she she might. Yes, we were we were, we were commenting earlier that like Gen Z is they're being called Zoomers. That's like one of their nicknames. Um, you and I are just stuck between like millennials and Gen X, like Gen Y. We don't we we aren't defined as anything. And you know what? I'll fucking take it. I don't, I don't need care. I don't need labels. I don't need a fucking um, label. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you guys can follow um, Donut Friend United on Instagram to continue to hear Donut Friend employees' story, um, how things are going with them. So other than that, you guys, remember, you can send us those server-submitted stories at sideworkpod at gmail.com. And uh, remember, keep an eye out for all of the upcoming announcements and social media blast and all sorts of fun things are going to be brewing for our brand new podcast network, One Star. One Star. I would give one it star. zero. I would give it zero stars if I could. Is our full title? It's called One Star Network. But I'd give it yeah, zero yeah. if I could. We're just super stoked, you guys. We're it's like we're so excited for you guys to be a part of this family. I mean, we're basically creating like an entire restaurant for you guys to listen to. I'm just saying. Oh, we even have uh, we even have a podcast we're developing with uh, a rat that lives in the cellar. Yeah, he's we got a hot rat exclusive coming your guys' <laughs> way. It's called. That's what the podcast yeah. is called. Yeah, if you're a rat, yeah. if you're a rat, you'd get that. So you get that totally, but it's okay. We're gonna have we'll start doing live chat videos, and we'll have to have like subtitles for like what rats Whatever. say. But, but we're inclusive. We're doing the point is you know, we're, we're inclusive. Do, I'm Rosetta stoning rat languages right now. 
I'm duolingoing. Uh, anyway, you guys, you know what we say at the end of every episode. Godspeed and good tips. And great tips, guys. Fucking shit. We love you. Talk to you soon.